0: welcome everybody to another brand new episode of the top 10 show i am john roca and i am matt and we are here to bring you another week
1: of a movie discussion uh looking forward to it how's everything for you
0: good good busy uh stressed out uh worried i saw you uh crowing Happy. about
1: your last second win last night over the pitiful <laughs> new york giants and that was one that I chalked up. You can beat the Giants. That's a win for
0: you. Yeah, you did. You did so somebody right beat. on track right now. <laughs> I think someone tweeted both of us and was like, hey, uh, how you feel about your predictions now? And they uh, Roga. I'm like, uh, yeah, I feel good. One and one. I mean, if we played like that against the Chargers, we'd have won that game, too. It's not like the Could Chargers have. are world beaters. I, um, It's yeah. way too early to tell
1: what your team actually is yet. It's a thousand percent yeah. correct. You That's have a no clue. Right. Two games is nothing. You need like, you know, four or five, and then you have a decent idea because sometimes teams start super slow and then turn a corner and oh, they finished 10 of 11.
0: Yeah. in those last
1: 11 games, you're like, yeah, they just had to figure out who the hell they were. Yeah. Or maybe uh, an injury happens and somebody steps up and for whatever reason, it sparks the team and they just start winning, whether or not it's the other player going out, someone Mm. new coming in or just the uh, people got more comfortable in the schemes. Who knows? But yeah. Nice win, though. Look,
0: a win is a win is a win, so hey, take it. I'll take it. it. was. I watched the entire game uh, going crazy here, right behind me, sitting on my recliner going nuts as I was watching the game. Um, Lindley had to close the door. She came in and closed it because I was just like, I was really invested. You know, last year I was like, ah, I watched the games, but I wasn't really like frustrated or anything because I, was like, I didn't think we had a good mm-hmm. team. And then near the end of the year I bought direct ticket for the last couple of months of the season because it looked like we were getting better. So I was like, "All right, I'll watch, see what we got. Alex Smith had come back and sure. So and we and our defense played extraordinarily well. And then we gave Tampa all they could handle last year in the playoffs or last season rather. So I was like, "Okay, let's see what we got this year." And then mm-hmm. we laid that egg against San Diego and I just was pissed, and especially watching our secondary getting carved up. So I'm like, "All right, I'm going to watch this game." And when the game started and Daniel Jones marched down the field, I'm like, every Redskins, oh, sorry, every Washington football team fan knows that feeling when that other team with a middling quarterback or or, or mediocre to kind of good quarterback comes in and they look like fucking Dan Marino against you or Tom Brady to make a more topical reference. And you're just like, "Ah, man, why do we do this? Yeah, we turned it around and we were able to come back twice in the fourth quarter. Heineke, I like that fucking kid. Fitzpatrick, take your motherfucking time coming back. I like this kid a lot. I think his moxie, his confidence, he was making some good throws. And when he threw the interception, he was pissed on the sidelines. And I like that. And he wanted the ball again. Whereas other quarterbacks are like, they go deep in depression. He was like, fuck yeah, give me the goddamn ball back. I'm going to win this goddamn game. And he did it, dude. He did it. Yeah, it's so you don't – he could end
1: up being, like, these young, fresh, hopefully like, RG3, but hopefully it doesn't end the same yeah, yeah, yeah. way, where you just get that one guy. You know, we blew two long coverages, the Bears did, to the Lions. Right. And we like, dude, how many times have we played Matt Stafford? This is just guys <laughs> messed up. Because our yeah. defense is usually consistent, if not f- basically consistently good to excellent. And that's yes. where our defense is pretty much entirely hovered my my whole life. Yeah. So to see two balloon coverages like that is like, well, that's weird. It's game one. It's right. game one. I'm not the ship is not sinking for me just yet. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, watching a lot. But you just don't have the slightest clue. But hey, look, a win is a win once again. So
0: yeah, yeah. You but should you must,
1: beat the Giants, you beat the Giants. We did. We did. But you must have been pissed to lose to Stafford again, though, right? You must have been like no. fucking again. Yeah. Uh, you mean for Stafford to finally beat us? Congratulations, buddy. Telling you, I'm not That's afraid right, of the I lions. Forgot. I forgot about that. That's right. Not afraid of the lions, man. Think of the the top tier talent that they've had. Like Megatron is one oh, yeah. of the best wide receivers you're ever going to see. Yeah, true. And he cut his career short. Barry Sanders is. Barry Sanders,
0: get me the fuck out of here.
1: The best running back I've ever seen. And this is a Bears fan. I got the tail end of Peyton. Yeah, yeah. But I watched a lot of Barry Sanders. There's nobody else like him. Nobody. Nobody. Um, I mean, those there's. there's They've had generational talent at two of the skill positions. Mm -hmm. Stafford is an excellent quarterback. He's always just been in a weird situation where there's no run game. His offensive line is a patchwork. Wide receivers like Golden Tate outside of Megatron was his best wide receiver.
0: Mm -hmm. You could could argue that there's a timeline where Stafford goes to New England and becomes the Tom Brady of our generation as opposed to Tom Brady. There is an Mm -hmm. argument. Stafford's skill, Stafford's abilities – Stafford's talent to win in Detroit at all with the dearth of talent. They had at the other skill positions uh, and the dearth of talent. They had at coaching position Oh, coaching position. Constant churn. Well, I mean, can you imagine Matt Stafford in Bill Belichick's hands? I think that's at least two or three Super Bowls uh, on his resume. um, Mm -hmm. If not, could be. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've got it.
1: Yeah, he does. Yeah. I mean, I like the Rams coming into the season. They've got a lot of talent on that team. Dude, he
0: dropped two of those big, like you just said, two blown coverages. But they were like for long yards, man. It was pretty oh,
1: was Yeah, oh And the one we didn't touch, Jefferson, the receiver, when he oh, yeah. went down to the ground, that's just a mental fuck-up. And then yep. he gets up and runs in like, it's game one. If that was yeah. week 10, week 11, thats that means it's been a systematic pattern for this team. And that's right. just not something the defense does. The offense, I expect things like that of our, our offense. Right, right. But is our it offense time? looked somewhat competent. Is it time or do you still want to ride with uh with Dalton? I, I'm not on the coaching staff. So I don't know how he's doing on the he runs apparently the practice squad, so he's out there at least in real time with the first, you know, team guy. Yeah. So he's getting yeah. some prep work there. Mm-hmm. Uh but I don't know if he's ready or not. I don't okay. want to rush him in just to get him out there. Okay. If we can Coach him up a little bit more, get him yeah. ready for the game speed. I do like the plugging him in every once and again. Get yeah. a little taste, get him out. Yeah. Put a you know, a little taste, and maybe open it up, get let his arm air out a couple, check down, just get some rhythm going, and then pull him. I'm all for everything right. like that. I don't want to just throw him to the lions and then be complained, you know, complain later when there's blood everywhere. Like, <laughs> what did we expect? That's <laughs> So what happened. We've never had a good quarterback. Maybe we don't do what we've done in the past <laughs> yeah. and try and develop a good quarterback. Kid's no good.
0: What are oh, yeah. you talking about? It's no good.
1: And as I heard uh, someone else point out, if you hold off Fields, it might save Nagy's job because there's always hope for next year. Oh, he yeah. he sold. It is smart. I had not yeah. thought about it. I was like, man, it's true. That very well could be part of Nagy's motivation. Yeah, yeah. If he can sell, if he's feeling out ownership of next year's the year we got to that's when we turn the corner and become a contender. Rogers will be gone from the Packers. True. Yeah. The lions will be, who knows if Goff is going to work out. Uh, spoiler right. alert. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and the Vikings, they got a lot of talent. Oh, we'll see what they're at at the end of the forget season. It. Forget it. I know. Cousins. Exactly. It. And they've overpaid for cousins. So forget it. If you can sell them on hope. It's like next year does look better for us than this year.
0: I, I've never turned around on a guy more than I have with cousins. Like when he came in, initially I was like, I, I've been through three, I guess two turns with the cousins. Like initially, when he came in, I'm like, I was mad that they drafted him because uh-huh. I thought it was an asshole move to kind of put a kid behind RG3 to kind of unsettle him. And then RG was incredible. And then when he got hurt, cousins come in and I cheered for the guy because of his story and you know all of that. And and when he when he ended up taking over for RG three. Like this is our guy. He can throw, and in the regular season, he's fantastic. And then, but in critical games, bottles like a motherfucker, chokes, and it drove me insane. And then when when we wouldn't tender him a long term contract, I hated that we were paying him that much per year. Oh, I understood the tag, yeah, okay, I understood tag. the logic, but I hated that we were paying him that much because he didn't deserve to be that much. And then when he went to to Minnesota for all that money, I. I've been actively cheering against him ever since just actively cheering Mm -hmm. against him because I, and then the COVID thing, I was like, yeah, fuck you, man. Yeah. I just was like, nah, I hope you tank the rest of your career, man. Just, yeah. And well, you know,
1: yeah. Uh, You have a different kind of animosity (laughs) than everyone else. When he signed with the Vikings, I was just blown away by the fact that the Vikings were willing to hand over that much money. No shit to him. I was blown. I mean, really? I realize he got franchise tagged, but that was a product of the system in place. Yeah. uh, Yeah, yeah. You know, both sides negotiated out and he is now taking advantage of it. Whereas this is you making the decision to give cousins a boatload of cash. Yeah. When I'm not sure how good he really is. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But I'm not on the field assessing him. So I don't know. (laughs) So to answer your question, I am going to leave it up to them to hopefully do the right
0: thing by, you know, fields in the team. Well, I like I like our team. I think our team needed a – they need to believe in the quarterback. And you could tell the first quarter it was a little rough. Heineke went three and out in the first quarter. It took a little bit of time to get things settled. And then slowly but surely as Heineke started hitting those tougher out throws and hitting those throws over the middle, the, the, the defense started to understand, okay, we got to step up here. We got to figure this out. And Heineke, you know, for all his uh, – um, inexperience because it's only his third professional start. I thought he handled himself really well and he threw for more yardage than Daniel Jones did. And he he was in the end, he drove us down into position for that field goal. So, you know, that's all positive things on my end. So I think, and and apparently the locker room really likes him. So if the team's behind you, then everybody needs to get behind you and they got to keep him upright Um. And hopefully he can take us into the playoffs. Uh, but someone last night after the game was like, well, this could be a Gardner Minshew situation. And all the joy I had felt immediately dissipated out of my body because I had not even thought about the fact that this could be a Gardner Minshew type of situation. when he came in for the Jags and like, you know, won four out of five initially and then absolutely totally. tanked, you know. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I like the kid. I want him to succeed, but you never know. You never know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very true. You
1: you don't have the slightest clue. Hmm. And that one game last year for you guys, was that the playoff game? Yeah. Against Brady. Yeah. Yeah. He played great. Yeah. That's when I think afterwards I told you I'd take him over our quarterbacks right now. <laughs> Cause I yeah. asked you, are you, do you want to keep him next year? I yeah. haven't watched you guys play yet. So hmm. You read the name, and sometimes it just doesn't click. And it's like, oh yeah, that guy. I like yeah. that guy. He's yeah. small. That's his biggest detractor. Yeah, he's yeah. Doug Flutie. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, the, there were a couple of out routes that the left tackle blocked his vision because he's small and he yeah. uh, wow. threw it away. So yeah. And most
1: offensive linemen are just
0: huge masses of men these days. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. But he's yeah, good on he's his top. feet. He can run around the line, which I like. So that's good. Um, yeah. You'd just it, rather he be
1: able to look over the line. That's yes, ideal. Exactly.
0: You don't want a three whoop,
1: whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> where he's got to like run around the sides and dart to find an opening to see through. I it, mean, do short quarterbacks
0: what's the shortest quarterback that's ever won a Super Bowl?
1: Uh breeze? There's gotta be shorter from like the sixties and seventies. Just because the people have gotten taller over the years, at least athletes, professional athletes have on average. You know, every year I, I'm assuming to a certain point it was pretty straight line trajectory, and they may have cooled off over the past uh, like 15 years or so. Right, Russell Wilson, shortest to ever win the Super Bowl. What is it? Five eleven. What's Breeze? I thought Breeze was five ten. Interesting. Uh, is that his program height? Because <laughs> now I question. Or is that from the combine? Is that an, a legit? Or is that when you open the program in high school and be like he's 6'8", <laughs> three twenty? And you see the guy still six five,
0: but yeah, Drew Brees is six foot. Okay. Tarkin Tarkington is six foot. Russell's five eleven. Sonny Jurgensen's five. These are the shortest quarterbacks ever. Yeah, Eddie was LeBron was mean, is five I seven.
1: Sonny, I've heard Eddie's name, but Doug is five ten.
0: Doug was only five ten, so he wasn't that short, but he was short for football, I guess. Yeah. And Kyler Murray's 5'10". So we'll see. I mean,
1: look at them next to their linemen. They look much
0: smaller. Yeah. It's like the first time I met... um, Point guard for the Suns came to the Lakers. Steve Nash? Steve Nash. I met him outside of Fig and Olive one time. I thought he was like 5'10", 5'8". Motherfucker, I was like this. And I just like... uh, that's the perception, and when you're watching, is so different in real life, you know. Oh,
1: yeah, even short basketball players are pretty tall.
0: Yeah, I was pretty surprised by that. I mean, Muggsy's small, but everyone else,
1: I'm I surprised. Uh, summer league before it got crowded, you could just flow from the two gyms back and forth, and you're passing guys that played games earlier and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And there's just this every once again, two, three, four guys that are. 6'6 to 7 foot and you're like holy shit that is a big dude and then not too much longer you know later you're gonna see that dude 6'10 there's 6'11 there's like
0: fuck man that is so tall i played against a dude like that once and i was like my god i can't even conceive of this you didn't play against a dude like that (laughs) dominated
1: by a dude that was like that it's just like point. I would be dominated, yeah, yeah. there
0: was just like a dude like that. I was on the court when a man of that size played against my uh-huh. team that I was
1: on. Yes. Precisely. <laughs> I did not play him. He allowed me to
0: oh. exist on the same court. This guy wasn't even a professional. He's probably not even in the league, but the size and the moves, I just was like, this is insane. Mm-hmm. It's insane. He was scared up motherfuckers, man. In college, I played
1: against some of the football players. Hmm. And one of which was borderline like he could almost walk onto the team he occasionally practiced with. Wow. And he was so incredibly good. And you're like, this dude can't even make the – he's not good enough to take the 12th spot on the bench. (laughs) To just (laughs) sit there and never actually play. Think how much better they are than you. I've played D1 uh, people. Oh, yeah. But uh, usually well after – their prime so mm-hmm. to speak whereas uh, this was in college and I played against him and then I just started thinking about I think how much better yeah they are that makes this dude and he is crushing us uh yeah you almost you, you definitely don't feel bad you're like mm. well, what am i supposed to do what right. am i supposed to do <laughs> uh this dude is amazing watch this he's going to do something else i've never seen live before oh <laughs> yep there it is
0: Uh, it's incredible (laughs) right off the backboard to himself oh my yeah oh my (laughs) um what's uh anyway what's going on with you man what's well any update what's uh any new news what's the deal there
1: um not really not really
0: okay all right i mean nothing
1: huge or out of the ordinary just the normal passage of time as i do (laughs) one task and then replace it with another task that looks similar to the previous task but it's another one that i have to complete and then you just kind of keep trudging along baby one inch at a time that's what i'm doing over here just fucking (laughs) l-i-v-i-n
0: well for those who don't know um the geek buddies were on matt's uh show uh Uh, the score matt and andy's show that was a lot of fun to be a part of that and it was nice to uh to actually stay in the game this time all the way to the end uh, as opposed to Dorina wiping the floor with me. Um can yeah. happen. It's it's you know, if you
1: played it again against her, it, perhaps it swings completely the other direction.
0: Yeah, if there's more I think when we played against each other there was more uh scores stuff than there was soundtrack stuff. So I would doubt it. Oh, all right.
1: We usually only do scores in the final round. Okay. Well, so there's only five so. ever. If you say so. All right. I, I I've done fifty some out of these at this point. Yeah, pretty much know how it works. I mean, you're the host. Whole- <laughs> yeah, I'm there every week. So I try and pick songs that both of you should get. Yeah. We never try and wait in the favor of one individual over the others appreciate that i want to read it's not fair what how is that fun and how is that
0: right exactly 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 if
1: just like oh i know because it came up early on yeah um with someone and i knew that they were very much a fan of one particular movie and i was like i do not know that about the other and now i'm giving them a distinctive so if i do that then i I try and rack my brain and think is there one movie i know of theirs that they love that the other hasn't seen or is unlikely to guess Maybe I'll do that to even it out, but I'm never just going to be like, all right, well, there's chalk one up for that individual. It's like, well, that's, that's not – what's fun about that? I'd rather have both of you have an even shot. It's true. And to the winner go the spoils. Good luck to both of you. Yeah. And it's you know lighthearted. It's not meant to be some serious competition. Just enjoy yourself. Fuck that. I know. You don't uh, view it that way. <laughs> you, got, you got testy towards the end of that game when it looked like the win was slipping from your grasp. <laughs> you did. But that's your nature. And, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a you healthy know, competitive edge on a good no bearing.
0: I respected you as the host. I respected the situation. I just needed clarification. And when no, the that's why. But, but you're, through, when you're telling
1: me now nah, you said this. I've done 50 of these, man. I've never said that you could do that. You go back and watch the videotape. Maybe I will, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure you're going to be in error on that. You just misunderstood. <laughs> And now feel like I'm somehow cheating you out of it. It's like, I don't, I'm pulling for you, man. I'm pulling for all three of you. I hope all three of you can win. That's That would be awesome. Can we have a tie? Ties are fun. Because then Andy just picks something, whatever. He oh, really? To play and I get oh, to play wow. along. I don't actually That's answer, fun. but then I'm like, oh shit, what is this? What is right. this? There's no right. clue. It's just, he starts playing music. Yeah. Um. So whoever can pull it the fastest. Uh, it was a lot
0: of fun though. I, I would say it was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, you guys are good. I like having people that are friends on because they're they're yeah. gonna break more balls and enjoy themselves and laugh totally, and totally. they yeah they don't fear overstepping or wanting to get into the game like you want to take it seriously. Yeah, that's how I play. Yeah, but they know that about you and they're yes totally they down did. to
0: do it. Yes,
1: exactly. Yeah, so it makes for a better show. But and, um, yeah, I'm and, glad and I appreciate and, the text afterwards saying you guys enjoyed it. Yeah,
0: we did, we did definitely. We had a great time and because they, they texted me on their own and we're like, dude, that was awesome. Because they were hesitant about it at first, because like, I don't know, it's you know they don't really play these kinds of you know. Yeah, games well, they think smowdown where it's meant right, to be right, serious. That's what they were worried about, yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. like no, just because neither Mike stuff. nor Shannon want to be part of that the Schmodown, because it's, it's, it's not it's not their cup of tea. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with this. Just, I well, I agree with them. Yeah, yeah, I will be agreeing with them very soon. I imagine. I don't believe you. <laughs> but- I know, I've heard that from so many of y'all who don't believe me. Trust me. And I think Trust that y'all right there, you're still the outlaw. You know what I mean? Hmm. You well, come- I'll always be the outlaw, but doesn't mean I'm gonna have I to not in that arena. Yeah.
1: Um, um, um I, I, I don't we, believe yeah. I I think it's I don't know if you're quite the bibs level, you have to pull it from my
0: cold dead hands. No, no. If this is this if this if this episode's coming out next Tuesday as we're recording it then tonight on the Outlaw Nation channel, I will be having an announcement about my future in the game. So if people want to tune in tonight, they can tune in tonight and, and see that because, yeah. All right. And
1: yeah. then tune in to my YouTube for a reaction to John's. And then maybe you can do a reaction to my reaction and we can just have the universe collapse in on itself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I whatever I like you make, I, ho- I hope you're uh, you know content with it and it makes you happy. and
0: I think uh, so. I think so. Well. Yeah. No, I don't
1: make for a good T-shirt. I got T-shirt ideas popping. In my head
0: right <laughs> I'm done with that. I love it. We need to sell T-shirts anyway. Yeah. Um. Anyway. All right. Do we want to talk some more? Uh, anything else? Do you, do you want to get into the list? Do you want to talk about this? What do you want to do? Uh, let's get into it because I think
1: okay. it, we never really set a definition. So there's going to be Ooh. a discussion. You know what I mean? We did yes, to a degree, uh, but it gets hazy at a
0: certain point because we didn't go further. Right, yes,, uh, so we're doing today the top ten movies about robots, yes, and uh, this one's inspired by a film that's coming out called "I'm Your Man," um with Dan Stevens from Downton Abbey and Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. um and um that fX show uh
1: the yes. way it's, uh, you know uh, telekinetic powers well, yeah, it Legion?
0: yeah Legion. Yes. The X, the X kind of the X-Men show. Yeah. Um, and so this is the film. I mean, man, it's directed by Maria Schrader and it's in order to obtain research for her studies, a scientist accepts an offer to participate in an extraordinary experiment for three weeks. She is to live with a humanoid robot created to make her happy. Um, and it's kind of reminiscent of M- made for love, the HBO Max series where the guy is like trying to put You're it AI into that- the girl. Okay. Um, and then and then I remember that sh- that film from back in the 80s when uh, with Anne Magnuson and John Malkovich where he's an android or a robot that's been built to like uh, accompany her or satisfy her. What the fuck was the name of that film?
1: No idea. <laughs> like that, none of that is sparking any bell. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what the name of that film is. Plus, with Malkovich, I mean, how often is he a
0: lead in a (sighs) plot description that eccentric? Yes, here it is. It's called Making Mr. Right. So she's and directed by a woman, Susan Suttman, just like this movie is directed by a woman. It's uh, a reclusive scientist builds a robot which looks exactly like Dr. Ulysses, a scientist set to go on a long-term space mission. Since the real scientist seems to lack all emotions, he is unable to program his emotion into his automaton and an eccentric woman is hired to educate the robot on all human behavior. In the end, she falls in love, but is it the robot or Mister Right? There you go. Precisely and, uh, one of the first few films of Malkovich back in 1987. Eighty-seven. No recollection of that whatsoever. Yeah.
1: Didn't even know it existed until right this second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you're younger than me, so like this is this is where I would be uh, uh, in, my, in my teen years. So you know. This Why would this come across your radar in any way? Yeah, I was, uh, yeah. I was
1: 1987. Yeah. I was eight. Yeah. So Unless you, this came out on December 20, you know, late December, <laughs> I was eight. <laughs> uh, yeah, this yeah. wasn't really made for me, so yeah. to speak. But yeah. it would say the robot. So, how far? So, we said basically it needed to be upright. Like it yes. can't just be HAL 9000.
0: So, right. it, can't it can't be like be just artificial intelligence.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be moving around in the world. So I included robots and androids because basically it's just skin over top of a robot. And then I cut the line there. Yeah. So no cyborgs, no genetically modified, no, none of that Mm. stuff. I was going
0: for robots. No cyborgs. Okay. No cyborgs for me. That's what you did. Okay. All right. right.
1: Because I still think of them as, so they still have a human brain. They don't have an artificial intelligence. Gotcha. Gotcha. More often than not, but they're like now part machine. Mm -hmm, So I was like, is that, that's not really a robot.
0: That's more, you know, to me, human, I guess. But what if it was a robot that was created, but but human feelings and stuff were installed into the robot? Does that make it a cyborg? I think that's totally fine. Okay. All right. Well, cyborg is part human, part robot. Right. Don't school me. Don't school me on the nerdy cyborg.
1: Well, I'm just saying, but like the fleshy, you think of it, it's like the, the, the Borg are cyborgs. Right. The Borg are cyborgs. Yes. So they might just have a head. They might have a whole, you know, torso or whatever else, but they're right robocop is a cyborg
0: yes i'm looking through my list i don't think i have any cyborgs so we may be all right here
1: that's why i was like oh, okay and then there are others that if you want to expand the definition but i was like there's there's enough to where i think i i personally can cut it right there yeah 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 but i don't know how you define it so what's none of your business well we'll find out in due time <laughs> yes we will um so that's <laughs> okay. that's how it's yeah movies about robots and then it's uh, the about as well. So how are we defining about? I try yeah. to genuinely stay true as true as possible to that.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: but anyway, so the way the show works is we set a list. We go off on our personal ways and create individual top 10 lists, show back up here. I do a bunch. He does a bunch. And at the end, I'm still pushing for this. We rip off our shirts and we <laughs> digitally fight.
0: Nobody to is to going- see who
1: it's, you know, somebody on Twitter did bring up. We have that bet. <laughs> what's the you, bet you think your squad will go 11 and seven? Oh, that's right yes. Under, yes and i'm at seven and ten right so if they do better than seven and ten i win type of thing uh mm. instead of cash i may i think we could throw this as an add-on if you can win both then it's and you have a chip and you can use that at any point where for that show's okay. list any mm-hmm. kind of squabbles you automatically win
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. So if we're right. fighting at one and three and seven and eight. She's like, well, I win every one of those.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or you mm-hmm. win
1: every one of those. Okay. I, I didn't well, like that.
0: Well, okay. Well, I have to put it in my mind. Well, as we get closer, we'll solidify that, I think, a little bit more and see where we're at on it. I don't know what wanna, do you mean. You I don't, don't want to
1: wanna... add insult to injury? And <laughs> you, you're definitely not thinking, uh, uh, that uh, that feel you know you're pushing the, the the goal a little bit
0: yeah i mean uh, I,
1: I maybe pulling it in actually let's it. be perfectly honest you're not making it further away moving and those up. goal posts you're bringing them in a little closer
0: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> get some easy layups here first uh, come on come on uh, that's fine yeah uh, they just brought it up but anyway yeah i do a bunch he does a bunch and then we settle once again shirtless yes at the end of the show <laughs> So my ten is probably going to be a punt. Is Wally? Uh yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, just a slight punt, though. Just a slight. Okay. Punt. Um. All right. right Which is nine? Nine is Age of Ultron.
0: Yeah, I was debating, but I tried to kind of—I don't know—it's weird. Like compiling our lists now, man. I tried to make a mixture of stuff we haven't talked about okay. with a mixture of stuff that I feel uh, like I have to put on, and um, uh, Ultron took the hit for that, so I took it off my list but certainly a great uh, a great selection. I like that movie. Well, so towards the bottom,
1: yeah. These last these last two especially, I could kind of swap out a number of different ones. Mm-hmm. I went with Age of Ultron um because I do enjoy uh the film and Ultron himself is an interesting character. I just never Absolutely. bought into the menace that he was actually going to beat the Avengers, right. which sometimes a villain, you know, just feels like that out of the gate for me. So uh but compared to the other movies it's really about ultron and his rise this ai coming up the problem that's being created and they have to counteract it and solve this before basically he gains control yeah so because it's so much about him as opposed to him being you know fifth sixth seventh banana and part of this like ensemble cast
0: yeah yeah
1: um i was like well it's more about ultron it is the the Character and concept design, I think are mm-hmm. pretty excellent. I love the yeah. red eyes uh, and just the overall kind of skeletal form. He looks like a, you know, the skull of a saber toothed tiger. Almost. Yeah. And you can see those exposed mandibles in his uh, jaw bones, which doesn't make any sense why he would have that. Um, but the success overall, I just, the movie, you have to stack it up against the other Avengers movies. And it's the one that I find most wanting. Hmm. Uh, but it doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It just, if there was something like this in the others, then they would have easily kicked this off the list.
0: Well, I think it's always important when you talk about robots, and and that's naturally implies some sort of commentary on um, human existence, right? And so, all the scenes in Ultron, where Age of Ultron, when they're having com- like visions having these conversations with Ultron are incredible. All the conversations Ultron has with the Avengers from his point of view are very interesting. So they hear his concepts and how he views things in humanity. And, you know, it's, it's literally two different versions that one wants to punish humanity for the things that it does. Another Mm -hmm. one wants to hope that humanity will someday someday fix it. Yeah. I, I don't know if we're ever going to fix it. So, One might be more realistic than the other, but he's treated in a way that's kind of evil or villainous. Where the other robot, the Vision, is treated more of a hero because he's something to aspire to. You know, more of a superhero. So I like the both interpretations of the juxtaposition. Yeah, and the juxtaposition throughout the movie, and especially that final conversation before what happens happens between the two of them. You know, I didn't count more poignant than people think. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: I didn't count vision uh, just because I don't know what technically vision is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, sure. So sure. I couldn't even tell you what he's made up of and how he's operating, let alone whether or not that would classify him as a robot. Or I guess maybe it's that's too much into the weeds.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um. And I do like the motivation from Ultron of I've seen all of creation. It's kind of like Lilu Dallas in Fifth Element. Mm. You guys do nothing but destroy one another. Well, if I became your overlord and whatnot, I could save you from yourselves. So I'm right. here to help you right? by any means necessary. Although he's got much more malevolence than the supposed benevolence of someone like oh, Thanos. Sure.
0: Yes. Agreed. Um,
1: but that's my number nine. Okay. All right. I like it. It's a good choice. Uh, what's your number eight? Uh, my eight is probably, mm. in the ballpark of least, the About Robots.
0: Okay. So I took Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I left all the Star Wars stuff off. Well, That's just my choice, but go ahead, my man. I, the reason I included it is
1: because within this, when the droids actually really helped push the story along at numerous mm-hmm. points, mm-hmm. showing up to Jabba's palace, but then with 3PO being the interpreter, so we have this conduit too, but then R2 firing off the laser, like there was this secret plan all along. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's something we see from r two in the prequels, but that came after, so it's like him kind of buddying up a little bit right uh to later on three p o becoming the god and the one basically helping align rebel forces with the ewoks right uh yes. yeah it, it just the the robots were used enough to, instead of just being you know what the action happens to for like a joke. Yeah, pushing the story along and really facilitating us getting from you know the start to completion, yeah, yeah and yeah. helping thoroughly throughout the journey. So, I was like, you know what, this one because you could sell me on K2SO as well in Rogue yeah. One, yeah, yeah. Uh, but because there's two of them and they both play different parts, uh, and they help it a couple different uh, times within the film, I was like, wow well, uh, I'll give them more love, but that those are the only two really in consideration. I thought about A New Hope, but. I think they had
0: more to do in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. I, I certainly consider Rogue One. So, because 2 so is such a big part of that movie, mm-hmm. and certainly has an, you know, um, a great finale with what happens to him, mm-hmm. um, that I thought that I really consider Rogue One. So, no, so yeah, and but you're right. If you're going to choose of any, you're going to choose any of the uh, initial Star Wars films to do. For this list, Return of the Jedi is where they are most active, both of them yeah. in the overall outcome of the movie.
1: So, yeah, it's it's where I can tell myself that the movie is about them. It's also about the other yeah. characters, but they really, you know, instead of adding fifteen new characters, which you know like TV shows do after season two and three, yeah. they just keep adding and then eventually you just have this huge cornucopia. Right. It was more so just about giving more screen time to a lot of the characters we already knew, and then throwing in you know a lando on the side but he doesn't right. have as much screen time or yeah uh, just much smaller and just like yeah we'll give the droids more to do and yeah. just still focus on the central players
0: yeah yeah agreed agreed um okay so that's your eight right that is my eight all right so my 10 is the animated film robots a little on the nose i thought about it i like this movie a lot so it, do is, I. it is a movie that i i have never not enjoyed watching this movie it Always makes me smile. I love the vibrancy of the colors of the animation. Mm-hmm. Really enjoy the voiceover work for you and from Ewan McGregor and Mel Brooks. And I think it's Amanda Bynes, um, uh, Robin and, Williams, yeah, Robin Williams, who's very, very funny in the movie. Um, and it's just a sweet, sweet movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a joy to watch, honestly. I and I, I was like, if we're gonna do a robot's list there's no way i can't put this on the list because we only we've only talked about this film maybe every once in a while it's rare yeah it's rare but i I, it's good to remember uh that there's more animation than just pixar and disney um and there are other places to go and enjoy some Mm -hmm. animation around or shrek uh and robots is one of those ones that always kind of slides under the radar and people don't talk about it enough yet i've never met anyone who's watched it, who didn't enjoy it Um, and enjoy it multiple times. It's got good heart.
1: Yeah. Right. Care about the character. It's, you know, uh, Ewan McGregor is a tinkerer. He's a builder and engineer that just kind of wants to, I can't remember. He's a crankshaft is the guy that he really likes it admires. And it turns out that that corporate entities have now like taken over and they're only about, you know, making money and whatnot. And and Ewan McGregor's character wants to get back to like building things that people need and helping, Yes, exactly. Uh, it's got a good message. Um, and what you brought before, the animation looks good. It doesn't look, you know, every studio kind of has its distinct style on Z right. Mobile. Right. And uh, you can tell from the trailers and on uh, Robots, I think it kind of stands alone. It doesn't yeah. really look like even the studio that it came from. It's like, yeah, uh,
0: it's got its a
1: unique. There easily could have been a series of those had it been successful.
0: I agree. I agree. I mean, and McGregor, Halle Berry, Mel Brooks, probably Williams, Paula Abdul. Got to Bro- get Paula. Jim Broadbent. Uh, Terry Bradshaw is in here as Broken mm-hmm. Arm Bot. Drew Carey is Crank. Uh, and yeah, Amanda Bynes, Paul Giamatti, Dan Hedaya. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. I remember uh, Giamatti's character. Okay. This Dan Hedaya? Great, yeah. James Earl Jones is in this. Greg Kinnear, Natasha Leone. There's a lot of people. Al Roker, Stanley Tucci is in this as Herb Copperbott. Oh, right. He's the villain, right? He's the head of the corporation, I believe. Oh, is um, that who the voice is of? I'm having trouble yeah. placing that one in my head. I can and visualize Dian- the character. Yeah. Diane Weist is her, her, his wife. And your boy from Rocket Man, Harlan Williams, is in here as Lug. He's God. got a character voice. He does. And he does. So I'm saying it's a lot of people. James Brown's in this. The Godfather of Soul. So, anyway, just a really good film. If you guys haven't seen it, 2005, Robots. I don't know what... I forget what studio it's I think it was a DreamWorks. Was it DreamWorks? Yeah, okay. DreamWorks Animation. Believe it was, yeah. Yeah. And it didn't look like a DreamWorks. No, that's why I was, I guess, confused by it. All right. Uh, Number nine is a 70s film, uh, uh, ignoring the HBO show, uh, Westworld. You ever seen that one? I... Not enough to say I've seen it. Hmm? Uh, yeah, it was. I, when we came up with this list, this is one that I kind of went into a little bit of a deep dive on because I hadn't seen it in a bit. And I was like, should I consider this for the list? And then I watched some of the scenes. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. This is a damn good movie. Uh, the show certainly takes the concepts and explores them fully and fleshes them out because you've got a 10-episode series to do and two seasons yeah. of it. But I like the 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 premise Uh, of those concepts that are presented in this original movie i love that they bring back Yul Brenner to essentially be chris from magnificent seven as an evil robot character Um, and what richard benjamin and to a lesser extent james brolin experience as a result and right this is like the 70s right this is the 1973 i think is when it came out So, this is when sci fi is becoming something that's really big, and people are having these concepts about life and exploring all this stuff. You know, people are doing drugs and uh, in the late 60s and LSD and all those, like uh, the idea of existentialism and other worlds and dimensions. And so, it's a really interesting film about this idea of how Americans would create a place like theme parks were also becoming big in the 70s to go and visit, and you would kind of live out your fantasies right Mm -hmm. and what could happen if something malfunctions within it and a corporation isn't on top of it the way it should be they're careless um once again questioning the system systemic stuff like happened like what happened in the 70s and what can what could be the result and i love that about the movie um and richard benjamin you know a guy who became a, a really good director or a good director um it's you know it's always fun to see him act and in this film, it's an he's an unusual protagonist for sure for a film like this because he does not radiate in any way, shape, or form any kind of you know over overall macho manliness or any way, anything like that. He's just a regular dude who gets caught up in the situation and, and tries to figure it out as best he can when things sure. start to go haywire. So it's a great, I think it's a damn good movie if you haven't seen it a bit. And I think Michael Crichton directed Westworld. I think I know he wrote
1: what it's based upon, but. Did he direct it right now? Yes, he did. He wrote and directed it. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll get to it. (laughs) (laughs) I got nothing against it. It's just, it never springs to mind. I did watch, um, Westworld up until halfway through this past season. I just think it really fell off. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I just stopped, um, so I don't, I don't like where the story's going and have it yeah. for a while. And I've been holding on going, maybe, maybe I thought season yeah. one was really interesting.
0: I like the season one as well. I agree with you, dude. So yeah. yeah. And then what, that was season three. We just got through. Yeah. Season three. We just got through. I, I jumped out at season two, halfway through season two. I was like, eh, I, don't
1: I finished season two and then hmm. a couple episodes into, or maybe like four. I don't know. Yeah. I like I'm out. <laughs> This uh, yeah i've done that with evil now that show that i told you it was like oh go oh, yeah. so watch it i think season one is great season two they obviously are going to resolve the character issues i have right but it's just not fun to watch it i liked one a couple of different aspects of season one and they've stripped those away and gone a different way they're still there but it's right. just i like For the that. story as those characters popped in and out gotcha gotcha um, but it happens you know what yeah. are you gonna do
0: um all right so then uh my number 8 um and this is th- I don't know how this happened but we're about to go on a run of animation here on my list which I was really surprised by I limited mine yeah okay uh my number 8 is a big hero 6 that is
1: my number 7 okay okay yeah I limited cuz you can keep going there's quite a few choices
0: there are so but I was like I had to be honest with what I wanted to put on the list so um but big hero 6 i mean what can you say what a great great film uh disney it, film a tremendous amount of heart yeah you really
1: care about these stories and the the loss of his brother like you mm-hmm. connect with that and they also managed to fit in some excellent humor that i think works for adults and kids like when Max is deflated and kids can laugh at it as he's trying to get around. Cause look at him. He's big and dumb and clumsy now. Right. And right. every adult can look at that and be like, Oh my God, I've been that drunk. Or I've <laughs> seen my friends be that drunk. That yeah. is basically a drunk person. And they did it so well where I remember seeing it in the theater and kids are dying yeah. laughing. And so is every parent. And it was working flawlessly on two separate levels. Yeah. Um, mm. But then the, the punch to the heart at the end of it, <sighs> And it's got a ton of great action. It looks great. Yeah. Brings in a lot of characters, which should throw a monkey wrench into it with stupid names like Wasabi. Yeah. Uh, it, But somehow really works all together. I think mm-hmm. it's a I'm amazed we haven't had Big Hero 7 or whatever the follow up is. Yeah,
0: it became a TV series. But, yeah, there was never a sequel to the movie Um, that was theatrically released. So, yeah, you're right, because it's such a sweet movie the idea of the two brothers kind of, you know, negotiating that the surprising twist of who the villain is. Stan Lee makes a cameo. Mm -hmm. Um, And what that film says about grief and about loss and about how to move on. Um, It doesn't pull any punches. And I was really surprised by that. And then the Baymax character, you're right. It's just such a great looking character. Um Scott Adsit from 30 Rock did the voice of the character. Uh and the uh, drunk. I didn't. F- yeah, you didn't. Yeah, that was. I didn't uh,
1: watch yeah. 30 Rock at the time, so now to no. pair, because I've seen it since, and be like, oh, yeah. okay.
0: Yeah. And they said, I think if I remember correctly, Matt, when this thing came out, they said they based his walking on what a toddler looks like when it's uh diaper is full. So they close to the drunk thing, but they also wanted it to relate to the to, to in some way. Like something that, could in terms of the movements, they didn't want to imply well, drunkenness, but for the adults, obviously, it was obvious to make the connection. Well, it's the one where he's but deflated. He's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, he's uh. moving around. They wanted it to simulate like what you see sometimes with kids when their diapers are full, trying to walk. Um, But you know, maybe they did do the drunken, and that was just like the politically correct thing to say that they based it on kids with full diapers. But I, I like the movie so much, and it it presents a fleshed out world that you can exist in. And then you understand the reasons why the villain or the antagonist is the antagonist. He's got good motivation. Yeah. Yes. His story is just as heartbreaking in a different way as Mm -hmm. the main protagonist story is in terms of loss.
1: Yeah. Um, His is collateral damage for you need to see the majesty of my idea come to fruition. And you'll understand that that is a tragedy but it was in service of this right. incredible achievement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: It's good voiceover acting. Um, all right. So then what's yours? That was your seven. So what's your six? My six is the matrix. Ah, oh, see, I took it out. Cause I don't know. Okay. If you want to ding me for that, I just, the, I'm not digging the- you. I'm, I'm saying I couldn't figure out. Well, if 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 it's a, if he's a robot or not a robot, it's a program. Like I just well, couldn't I was, figure it out. So in the end, I didn't I didn't settle on putting it on the list. But please, well, the AI itself, I'm not gonna though, fight you, dude. Yeah,
1: anthropomorphizes itself via creating all the different robot variations. Mm. So they are all kind of one collective because they're sharing on one brain. Mm. So it is that. Oh, if you want to ding me because it's an alien overlord again, I'm not dinging you. I just well, don't know where to put it i'm saying anybody that's listening
0: okay sorry sorry go ahead
1: um i get it but Mm -hmm. i think just because of the preponderance of robots how it inflicts its will is it creates robots they Mm -hmm. constantly refer to you know the robots are coming to zion to snuff us out they've done this before so within there the way they understand it too is by contextualizing it the primary thrust of the force against them are robots Mm -hmm. uh i you know, you know they realize that it's the AI construct that's running all of it, right? But you know, what's actually coming to kill them are the robots. <laughs> it is a weird. I, I struggled with it because yeah. then part of me was like, well, if you're going to include it for ro- robots, well, how is it not on the top of the list?
0: Mm, true. If if it's a yeah, yeah the if it's eligible of so making good. the list, yeah. then
1: how are you ending up at six? And I'm like, well, yeah. But if the AI thing. So then I don't want to put it at the top because I have questions within myself. I still air on the side of this is a movie about robots it's also about artificial intelligence and right. man's hubris and a boatload of other things mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. is existence a philosophical discussion blah 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 right um but it is you know quite a bit movie about robots
0: yeah i mean so, the uh, the emps that they have to costly uh-huh uh, use in order to stop those robots from coming after them
1: Which would then kill them in the matrix. It would shut down the computer systems, and then they would just be fried as well. So, right, you can't be stuck in there because of these fucking robots that keep coming. Yeah, and the Neo gains control over the robots, and then that's never explored. That's my fear and for, is we're going to get a bunch of stuff like that. Now Mm. people can do this, right, right. Um, You know, magically have a weapon appear behind their back (laughs) because. a couple characters suddenly can teleport things never no one's ever mentioned that before just so you know nine movies in, ten movies in, actually because rogue one came out before that (laughs) it's never been mentioned i don't know if it exists in the books (laughs) um i hear you man i hope that's my fear with matrix that's why maybe the trailer didn't work as effectively Hmm. uh for me but okay Captain Robots for days. I still am struggling with it, so
0: that's it's going to stay at six. It's not going any higher. Okay, fair enough. Uh, then my number seven is uh, the punch from earlier, Wally. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm surprised it made your list. I know you're not the biggest fan of it. I think overall, but uh, I, I'm happy major list because I wasn't. I wanted to put it on the list, but I wasn't sure where to put it. And then when it where it landed, where it landed, I'm like, I can't deny that this is where I need to put this thing. Mm -hmm. um because the other six films i just i I just kind of revere in different ways a little more than wally but wally is is a great watch to go back to and enjoy enjoy, like the protagonist is the character doesn't speak or hardly ever speaks a word Mm -hmm. uh and you've got this incredible relationship that develops between the two robots and then his um experience and his journey and what he goes through and where he's taken and all the sights and all of that, you kind of live vicariously through him. Um, and there's even a lesson about man, or about humans rather, in mm-hmm. the film to kind of end the movie. So that is great.
1: Um, yeah i I put it at ten, and you're you're not wrong. I cut something right before because I was like, "Oh, technically, this doesn't qualify." Mm. So I threw Wally on because it is full on a movie about robots.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It, it it qualifies more than damn near everything else uh, on my <laughs> list. It really it's about this yeah. is a movie about robots, and I think the first half of it is amazing. Yeah, it's the second half where I think it's the same message kind of beat over the head over and over and over again. Right, right. Um, but I'm in the minority there. But that first half is nothing short of incredible. Yeah, yeah. So and it's that coupled with the it is all about robots this is a movie about robots this should make a list about robots yeah it's impossible to deny i've got other movies that maybe i like the overall thing more but the robot is not featured nearly nowhere close to this mm. so that's why i made my list yeah yeah i, uh, I think yeah, if I you get, once eve shows up i think you can turn it off and just assume that everything ends happily ever after them with them <laughs> because it's a disney movie and i think that 45 minutes is just immaculate And you walk away a better person. That's what I think. You know what the second half is? People are fat and lazy. And they get this to themselves.
0: No, but also the relationship that they develop is fantastic. Once again,
1: you you can cut it off and be like, guess what? Happily ever after. And you're like, ah, I get it. And just
0: enjoy. (laughs) I think you'd be perfectly fine. There you go. There you go. Dash, Matt knows. Uh Uh (laughs)
1: That's my review. I'll put it on the poster. I love it.
0: They still make posters after a movie's been out for 15 years, right? Okay. Yeah, I They're think so. Poster. I think they still At least Mondo does. I know Mondo does. Um, all right, so then my number six uh, is The Iron Giant. That is a punt. Okay. All right. See, I was just going on this run of animated films, man. Um, uh, all right, Matt. Should we take a quick break and hear from our sponsors? That we should. We'll see you guys in a second.
1: All right. Welcome back into the show now. We jump into my number five. At five, yeah, I have short circuit.
0: Ooh, the nice eighties film, Johnny Five. It's Dude, he comes alive. alive. Not on your list. It's not on my list. Listen, uh, it's you know, it's so not good. that good of a movie, but no so good. It is. Yeah, it has great uh, memories for me. So I'm glad I, you put it on your list. Go I ahead. I almost me. put short circuit two on instead
1: because <laughs> it's so terrible. Bad. And yet, I still really enjoy it. <laughs> I cannot. If you've never seen it, I cannot recommend it. I can't. Right. That you need to see the first things. one because the second one really makes no sense. Yeah. You, you you've already gotten past the premise of now you just have this talking robot.
0: <laughs>
1: um, so I put the first one on. Of if I'm going to give an actual recommendation, yeah, I think the first one is good, especially if you have kids, they'll love it. That's how old I was. This mm. came out in, what like eighty six. Yeah, eighty-seven, some, something like see, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some seven or eight years old, and uh, prime age to watch a robot go from a military killing machine to just curious about life. He sees a butterfly, he goes crazy, <laughs> hops around, just learning life lessons. And yeah. as he grows and matures, and uh, you know Gutenberg and what Ali Sheedy,
0: Ali Sheedy, yes,
1: um, they actually have pretty decent
0: chemistry. Oh yeah, what I what thought I remember, they had re- Yeah, I thought they had really great chemistry. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a, it's a very sweet film. Had a great uh soundtrack song from El DeBars called Who's Johnny? Um and everybody appears in the uh in the music video, which not everybody did at the time in the 80s. Um Well, by everybody you're talking about Gutenberg and Ali Sheehy. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm not knocking them, but it's
0: we weren't asking Cruz and you know, uh I, yeah, Cruz. I don't think Cruz was ever in a music video. They 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 would show snippets of the movie. But I don't oh, think of course. Kenny Loggins movie. still thanks him to this day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's <laughs> never showing up. Find me uh, a
0: Lister. Yeah, that has to be right. That has to be like the one that that Kenny Loggins is still making millions of dollars from, right? The Top Gun soundtrack. I feel like. Or I would Well, that song, right.
1: Danger Zone, for sure. Oh, they, they use not Danger the single, Zone for Spotify numbers. He probably makes good money on that. Maybe right. I'm All Right. Maybe. Oh, I'm All Right from Caddyshack. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. It's yeah. a fun song, but I think Danger Zone. Yeah,
0: Danger Zone. Come it's on, It's a man. little more applicable. That's an 80s fucking mantra. Danger Zone. Danger Zone!
1: Um, yeah. I bet you what fight for your honor might make him even more money. Which one? <laughs> That's, That's
0: Loggins, isn't it? From, that, is that
1: part the, uh the... From Karate Kid uh, oh. too? I am the man who will fight for your honor. <laughs> That's Peter Cetera. That oh, it is like Peter Cetera. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Same you meant, fucking thing.
0: <laughs> I thought you meant five for you. I thought that was the over- the top one, the, the arm wrestling one. He did a song for that, too. Uh, I, I
1: Loggins know. in Messina and then Loggins by himself. They got a lot of... Yeah, they, Loggins they, they, was all over soundtracks. I loved Kenny Loggins in the '80s and '90s. Everything that
0: I was—I I, I dug it, man. His music was great.
1: When I heard his music in the theater, I knew that I was in for a movie that was tailor-made for me. <laughs> Loggins sound, did the sound for the soundtrack for many a movie. Yeah, from that era that was designed for.
0: Except for maybe Caddyshack
1: too. Except for maybe Caddyshack. still kind of liked it when I saw it. Really, was it Jackie Mason that won? Uh-huh, of work? course, I don't know what it was. I think Silverman. I'm pretty much always out on. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Except for Weekend at Bernie's, that's the only thing I've ever liked. Jonathan, even Silverman. there, and that really, is, I will agree oh. that is his best, and I think that's yeah. we could have recast that. <laughs> Whereas McCarthy, I think, is perfect in that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, Andrew McCarthy. Oh fuck yeah! It's just the over-the-top mania, the scamming. Uh, yeah everything uh, I like all his choices Silverman's just too vanilla for me it's kind of like the all the fucking promos you see for average Joe doesn't oh, that look yeah. like it's going to tank after six episodes oh yeah it's either that or run for 10 years I think yeah. those are the only two outcomes for that <laughs> show either nobody cares or it is a hit with yeah. people 45 and older that uh, still have appointment network television that, that show looks so generic and boring oh, yeah I know
0: I don't get it. All I think of is um, dodgeball, average Joe's. That's all I think about when I see that um, trailer or commercial. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Short Circuit got you know. Now people get into and and rightfully so. People have issues with the movie because Fisher the Stevens is in brownface, the deuce as Indian character. Yeah, that's
1: the other reason I kept the deuce off. Fisher yeah. Stevens is Indian character. He's While I think he, he is him. trying to be honorable, he is. Yes, they could have cast an Indian actor right. instead of a white guy in brown face doing an Indian accent. Yeah, yeah. I agree, one thousand percent. Hence, instead of having that discussion, I was like, I'm just going to go with short circuit because <laughs> I don't believe Fisher Stevens is not in the first one. He is. I thought he was in the. First or maybe uh, perhaps He's just a smaller part so part. Small. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gutenberg part. steps back, and I think of mm-hmm. Fisher Stevens as the lead of the second, one, which which he is. Yeah, because Gutenberg is like.
0: I don't come back for sequels. I don't do that. I'm big time.
1: For three men and a baby and a little lady.
0: Yes. And her friend. Yeah. What was, I mean, because how many police cat did he do only, how many do? He oh, do? no, he did a bunch of police. academy. oh God, he did four of them. Wow. And he did the cocoon sequel. So then why wouldn't he come back for short
1: circuit too? That's weird. You're right. Fisher mm-hmm. Stevens is in it. I was blanking on that.
0: Hmm. No, I do remember him being in it. Yeah, I do. Remember.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, now going through my head, yes, because he's the nuts yes. and bolts of the scientists on the inside type of thing. Yeah. Uh, I guess I just did wiped that and I only associate Fisher Stevens and his Indian accent with the second movie.
0: Yeah. He was the lead in that second movie. Yeah. Wow. So Gutenberg had. So Gutenberg's run is essentially six years. Police Academy in 1984, Cocoon in 85, Short Circuit in 86, then I guess, oh, then Three Men and a Baby in 87, mm-hmm. the Cocoon sequel, and then Three Men and a Little Lady is like right when, I get think of the Cocoon sequel and Three Men and a Little Lady is right when he's starting to go into like uh, family movies like The Big Green and Zeus and Roxanne. Nice phrasing. I like that. That was artful,
1: man. That genuinely was. Because I could only come up with unpleasant things to say. And that's not kind. So, you know, <laughs> stuff that's made for everybody. Okay.
0: Hey, yeah. Hey, there we go. yeah. 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 You know, you know. <laughs> There's a market for that. Yeah. 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 Wow. And you could probably argue it was only four years instead of six. Interesting.
1: Yeah. All I, right. I don't think Police Academy was. Cocoon, I think,
0: put him on most people's maps. Yes, Cocoon. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Police Academy is like for a certain general, certain age range, it made you aware of him. But Cocoon is where he went all. I over, know, yeah, like, I think that all age range or more age ranges. Yeah, but the ones that you
1: know, quote unquote, mattered, mm-hmm, saw mm-hmm. him in Cocoon. Whereas Police Academy is very made for a very niche, yes, kind of audience. You Agreed. Know, Agreed. Mostly dumb kids. <laughs> they're gonna laugh at stupid jokes like this true scatological references and everything else
0: and what have you um all right that was your five yep so my five is um, a japanese anime film called ghost in the shell and i didn't even think about it. i'm gonna use the restroom go for it okay go yeah uh such a phenomenal film that came out i think in the late 80s if i'm correct on that it's a it's basically one of my top two favorite animes let me see if i've got the right uh when yeah no when to come out 90 oh i guess 90s yeah 95 sorry about that um right when it was becoming a thing that crossed over and people could watch it here in the states uh mamoru oshi is the uh, director of that it's based on the manga from shirao Masumine, masumune 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 uh, sorry about that y'all and uh kazunori ito did the um the uh, soundtrack or did the, the uh, screenplay rather and it's coming up in 4k this weekend so um excited to see it it's been a long time since i've seen i know, I know a 4k version of it came out which uh, one of my um followers or listeners was very kind to uh, buy me for my b- birthday i think last year and so i'm very excited to see it now that version up on the screen up on the big screen. But yeah, I mean, the story about the, the the major, which is a cyborg, a police woman. I know um, we're not supposed to do so, but I, this is one where I kind of had to do it and they hunt a mysterious and powerful hacker called the puppet master. And uh, you know, Scarlett Johansson did that remake, the live action remake, which I'll tell you this, it's not a bad film, but certainly it's offensive. What they did with the, the whitewashing the Japanese character. And no matter how they paint it, and no matter how much the creator of the original uh, manga defends it, um, it's still a whitewash. But the film itself, if you haven't seen the, the anime, it came out in 95. And like I said, it's out in the 4K. You got to watch it. It's an incredible, even if you're not an anime fan, this is a way to appreciate a commentary about um, the idea of technology and how it can be manipulated to corrupt humanity. And how, no matter what we create in life, how it can be used in the wrong hands um, to, no matter what its original intention was, to put, uh, to have negative things happen in the world. And so it's just a fantastic film, brilliant animation, great dialogue, takes its turn, and a fantastic mystery within this whole thing. And when it's revealed what's been going on, it's a hell of a... Wake up call and uh, the sequel Innocence is great as well. So Mm -hmm. that's my stumping for that uh, film there. Yeah, didn't Um, even uh, think about it, but I haven't seen it
1: in so long that mm, it's probably why.
0: Yeah, like I said, it's coming out in in theaters this weekend as a celebration of a 4K uh, remastering. Uh, All right, what's your four, man? I just love that we find a new way to sell the same product back to you.
1: (laughs) To do it, but uh, my four is uh, Bumblebee.
0: Oh, nice choice. Oh, wow. I feel terrible. I don't have a Transformer film. On I
1: here. thought about that All or right. Transformers, the movie, 1986. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, but bumblebees is the mark of quality within the series that unfortunately mm-hmm. is going to go unexamined. Oh, my
0: God. Here we go. And we are going to go back to, please. Maybe it's been examined 500 times on the show already. People are very clear. About what your feelings are about the Transformers franchise? Oh,
1: someone's upset. Um, how come there are no Transformers toys behind you, John? Huh? What say you, They're sir? All right here. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Off screen, I've got a whole bunch Optimus here too. Prime, right here, man. Yeah. No, Canimus Maximus. He's Look always next to me. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thank you. you. He think, you, transforms into P, and it is amazing. <laughs> Watch those. Uh, <laughs> Waterworld,
0: man. I love it.
1: <laughs> oh, I the wrong. <laughs> See, they're trying to kill me. Fucking
0: robots. <laughs> uh, I, I, I didn't put any Transformers films because to me, they're aliens. Yes, they're robots, but they're aliens. So it didn't like in my mind, I kind of made that delineation. But okay, I'm not going to argue you putting a Transformers film on this list. It's true, so. though. They are aliens. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they have the all spark for life, as opposed to, I guess, just general electricity. You could make an argument that they're not. Do robots need to be made on Earth to be considered technically a robot? I don't know. But were they made
0: or born? Cybertron. I I think they were made. They were. I think they kind of did their own thing. They're just kind of outside of, of Earth. Outside oh, of
1: uh, which one is the one where they they took that construction equipment and gave up transformer balls, the wrecking balls? Outside of that, I've never seen any sexual organs, any reproductive organs on uh, on any of the transformers. Now, I don't know how they reproduce. I'm not going to play into your games. Maybe it's touch windshield to windshield and that transfers via the, I, I don't know, it's like optic. Instead of cables, it's optic glass, and they can transmit information by doing that. Perhaps, but I think they get made. They seem like a race of people that get made by who? I don't know. Those are questions that I need to answer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A lot of these, uh, you know, this was created is nebulously defined in the movie, maybe and done in subsequent subsequent sequels, but not in this one. I'm saying uh, other franchises um transformers you know uh we'll we'll cross that bridge well it's actually going to be so after last night the next one in the bay produced chronology is first born and it's going to be a discussion of early transformer man and
0: their origins
1: uh, dude i just spun a new fucking origin story
0: franchise you're welcome yeah, hasbro true. You don't understand what's happening. It's 2021, so it's going to be a woman. It's not going to be a man. That's
1: fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Don't okay. care. Still same uh, same storyline. Fair enough. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I just created <laughs> four straight brutal movies that make $2.3 billion at the box office. That's true. It's probably piece. true. I probably. like it. By probably? Completely. Make that money. It's almost the inverse of if you make a quality it will draw in eyes. And that one, it seems like the worse you make it, the more money it makes. So Mm. let's just, let's make it even shinier guys. (laughs) I feel bad. Whereas Bumblebee is the height of quality to me within that transformers universe. Mm. Uh, I'd like the back and forth between Steinfeld in the character of Bumblebee. And they Mm. really gave him a tremendous amount of personality. John Cena has the best line in all of the transformer movies.
0: I mean, they're called, it's in the name. They're called, guys, what are we doing here?
1: And then I love that they do not address it. And they immediately cut out away from that scene. They go to like some outdoors. They're mm-hmm. like on a dam or something. getting ready to fight.
0: Yeah. Hoover Dam. Yeah.
1: Um, I, it's the, it's a nice blend of the nostalgia of the eighties comics, especially on the opening. Uh, and you get to see those Like shockwave as I remember him. Mm-hmm. Um, and a nice, you know, uh, blend of the modern CGI and bringing those characters to life. Uh, but I thought it was just the perfect marriage of the two. And I will—I'm done slagging off on your Transformers franchise. Thank you, uh huh. Michael Bay, thanks you. He doesn't need to thank me. He's got his pile of how much do you think he's made off of those? Two hundred fifty million, <laughs> personally. Way more than that. You think way more? Two hundred fifty million dollars as a director is a lot of money.
0: Listen. The, the franchise itself made four and a half billion dollars and he was an executive producer on the Bumblebee movie so he was getting paid off of that it is so more than that he's gonna he he is i i believe in my opinion that if you factor in all the pro because remember he helped to design the transformers so if they make toys based on those transformers i wonder if he worked out a deal for himself so overall coming out of this franchise i think he's made over a billion dollars just off the franchise i'm telling you that's what i think
1: I'm looking up Michael Bay's net worth That'll at least give us an idea. Sure. Sure. So, well, we'll start with Wikipedia and there's celebrity celebrity net worth. Hold on, we can go yeah. there. His net worth is 450 million. According to celebrity net worth. I don't know how credible any of that is. Hmm. Okay. let WealthyGorilla.com dot com says four hundred and
0: fifty million. Oh, okay. Uh now does that mean net worth like assets overall,
1: stocks, real estate? Okay, your total, whatever you've invested, your net worth costs okay. four hundred and fifty million dollars that you've saved after taxes, after spending whatever. If you bought something, whether or not it accrued or depreciated within value,
0: so yeah. it's
1: basically. If you had pure liquidity, this is what you have.
0: Okay.
1: So you could be right. By the time you get through the taxes and whatever he spent and bought, pissed it away on cars or something, and those depreciate so quickly. So he lost, like, there's a story, but I think it's T-Pain. Yeah, T-Pain. Went, went bankrupt. And uh, he bought, right before he did, he bought a Lamborghini for mm-hmm. like, mm, I know it was over a million. It might've been over two. And then had to turn around and sell it like 60 days later because he didn't know he was bankrupt until 60 days later. Hmm. And they gave him pennies on the dollar. He made, you know, like half a million back on it or something. Wow. So you're paying like a million in change to rent a car for a month or 60 days. Jesus Christ. That's why you don't buy cars. Yeah. Unless you're yeah. just going to drive it into the, into the ground.
0: That's why I was uh, fascinated by Mayweather owning like five Bugattis. It's crazy to me.
1: But if you don't drive enough, that's a car that could appreciate in value. You just got to sit on them for a while, I'm assuming.
0: Yeah. was, what, $1.5 billion, or $1 million, rather, for a million dollars, rather, for a Bugatti. It's insane.
1: Yeah, but um, in the one, in the fight game, when you're a boxer, you can make obscene oh, yeah,
0: with pay-per-view. And you know he probably invests his money really, really well. You know, he seems like smart as fuck about money and about being a businessman. Um, all right, so that's your number four, Bumblebee. Yes. Uh, that is my four. Uh my four is Alien. Okay, it was a cut for me. Okay. All right. The part
1: was smaller than others. That's it, but it's an awesome choice.
0: I just I, I know it's called Alien. So it's about the alien, but Ash is such an essential part of this movie. Mm-hmm. So much this movie doesn't happen without him. So that's why I put it in the on the list because I I, I've, I cut out other movies where the robot was part of the ensemble mm-hmm. but wasn't really the instigating, yeah, thing or essential to the plot. But I mean, Ash is the one that goes and finds, the thing the alien. Ash is the one that makes sure the alien ends up on the ship. Ash is the one that uh, um, is making sure that everyone is expendable except the alien because he is. He has been tasked by the Whalen Corporation Mm -hmm. to make sure that that alien comes back to Earth by any means necessary. Yeah. So he's a huge part of why the movie happens, why everything that happens in the movie happens. And in the end, his death scene is stellar. So memorable. And when... Sure. uh, What's-her-face reconnects him and they have their final exchange, it's fucking chilling final exchange. So for all those reasons, uh, more than Bishop. Yeah. I was gonna say aliens. I like of Ash. the two.
1: I think it's Ash or it's nothing. Yes. Agreed. I, I yes. liked Lance Kendrick. I yeah, thought he was great as Bishop.
0: Lance but Hendrickson was great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or Hendrickson. Thank you. No. Um, but you only kind of exist your character because of Ash.
0: Yeah. Right. Exactly. Cause they had yes. to
1: show that, Oh, it's good this time around that actually helps, mm-hmm. uh, Ripley complete the task. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Being the programmed by the Whalen Corporation that these human lives don't matter because this almost intellectual property, what this could teach us and what we could turn this into is worth more than the lives of this crew. These six, yeah. eight people,
0: Yeah.
1: Um, because their lives are more than likely so solitary they're willing to fly to the edges of space for salvage missions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exactly. not like anybody back here is going to miss them, maybe one or two of them. But I would guess most of them don't have families, or well, yeah. if they do, they don't talk to them.
0: That's a good point.
1: Yeah, um, yeah I, I I thought about it, and then ultimately I went, yeah. But the movie is about the alien.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I totally respect that.
0: I totally uh, respect that. That was just yeah. Me, but I that's but that's how I can initially how I thought about it, and then I just thought more about it. I was like, oh well. Yeah, you're you not know, wrong. I can make the case. So yeah. Um. All right. What's your three?
1: Uh, my three is the Iron Giant.
0: Oh, okay. Go ahead, bud.
1: Hey, it's just. Basically like the best dog a boy or a girl or anyone, any kid could ever have. Yes. That's, I wish I had grown up with the right age with this movie. I wish I was oh, you know, yeah. like six or seven years old and seen it the first time, because this would be one of my all time favorites. Mm-hmm. I still think it works for any age that wants to sit down and watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could do it, you know, it's got a christmasy ish vibe to it. So if you want to mm-hmm. do it around that time of year, maybe tie it in with Christmas, there's a possibility. If you want to get out of your normal christmas doldrum of and this year i don't feel like watching yeah whatever because there's so many of them well you could put this one into the mix um right but it's just a great story about uh, bonding changing one's nature do your past actions always define who you are can you become something that you don't want to be Mm -hmm. um and seeing the kids seeing the best in what everyone is fearful of. And knowing that there's nothing to be afraid of. You need to basically remove the scars from your past or whatever you're fearful of because it doesn't exist here and you're projecting onto. um, And I think that kind of belief and innocence would genuinely come from a kid. They could see the good and things like that and draw it out from others. Yeah. Uh,
0: Why did it make your list? Well, it's weird. You know, um, I remember, remember, I don't know if you remember this, Matt, but like in the late 80s, Pete Townsend did a um, musical um, that was called The Iron Man. Mm. And it was essentially about um, a kid um, adopting a, a, an iron man that has fallen into a hole and the villagers are against it. And so he kind of becomes the bridge In getting people to understand and accept this abnormal thing and so i was one of the few people that um liked it and listened to the music from it Mm -hmm. and so when iron giant came out i was like wait a minute this is certain townsend (laughs) this is like i was this is so similar to what i remember but when i saw the movie i quickly forgot the Townsend yeah. stuff, because it's it's about so much more than just what the Townsend musical is about. And so I love that about the movie. I think the animation is stellar. The voiceover work by everybody. Aniston, Harry Connick Jr., everybody is great. Well,
1: some yeah. would say that you may not be far off because it's Brad Bird and you've got all the stuff with the Incredibles that people. Right. Hey, you took this from this. But I think that's all. Oh, <coughs> Fantastic Four stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: Well, and the the he took from other comic books. Like the oh, kid yeah. going into the jet mm-hmm. exhaust, killing one, and an artist said, oh, I did that here. I don't – it doesn't seem as though it's overt. It's more I was influenced by the same influences you had. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never took it for plagiarism. Um, yeah, th- I, yeah,
0: well, yeah, exactly. I could
1: be wrong, but it's just like uh, – if you notice, most of these are kind of – either one is there had to have existed a story like the Iron Man before the mm-hmm. Iron Man existed. Right. Like, the idea of a robot has been around long enough yeah yeah um and then within the superheroes it's like yeah most of the things you're even pointing out are just mm-hmm. kind of small gags or whatnot right
0: <laughs> so what i was going to finish when the when i saw the movie like i said i quickly forgot the connection and then later i read about the movie and pete townsend uh is an executive producer on the movie Oh, there you go. So they had optioned his story. Warner brothers did, but completely changed it. So, or just fleshed it out more in terms of the concepts and the things that were explored within the movie. Mm -hmm. So my initial instinct, when I saw the movie had, had not having, you know, known that Townsend was part of it. Um, I was blown away by the connection and then later on to find out that he was a part of it that it was optioned by warner brothers i was just like this is awesome so it makes oh, me yeah. love the movie even more because people don't talk about the music in the townsend musical rarely do they talk about it they had the great song called a friend is a friend which i still have on my mm. um
1: iPhone yeah, i don't on. think I've, I've ever
0: heard it it's 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 a sweet little song you know and so i i, I was like this is great and it kind of whenever I hear that song now, I always think of iron giant because it has that kind of connection to it. So, um, but yeah, I love the movie, man. And the ending, which I think wreck it. Ralph borrowed a little bit from, uh, even though, you know, he It Ralph lives. Um, I think it's damn good. I mean, just him saying Superman, if you don't, if you don't get emotional, uh, you don't have a heart in your, in your chest as, from that moment. I think in my opinion,
1: yeah, you're so, one of the people firing from the tanks. That's what you are. So, all right, guys, enjoy Thanks.
0: that. All right,
1: your lightsaber um, is red, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you know. I don't know why you're saying that. I, I got emotional watching him. You
1: know? No, I'm talking about oh, the people. Saying, that if you didn't don't have, get, oh, okay, okay. then your you were in the tank, that's
0: and true. your lightsaber is red. <laughs> that's true. Um, all right, so then my number three is T two. Ah, that's a punt. Okay, what's your two? Ex Machina. That's my one. Ex Machina is my one. I can't believe X Machina landed at one because I thought this other film was going to be my one. But you know, kind of looking at everything, re watching some of the scenes, I think the concepts that are talked about mm-hmm. have more. I think there's more concepts talked about, I guess, than what I was gonna put at number one initially. Uh, and this not only the human robot dynamics but the gender dynamics um the dynamics within technolo- technology versus creator uh, or creation rather versus creator and then the overall concept of the world shutting yourself away from the world rather than participating in the world so so much of this film when you after you finish relishing the look and CGI whatever they did the mm-hmm. the special effects the conversations are fucking stellar, man. So that's what I put it in. Yeah,
1: the philosophical conversation, hmm. the struggling for the way she plays mm-hmm. Gleason oh, against yeah. himself <sighs> is. Yeah. Once that happens, you're like, man, this this it elevated the movie from this has been super interesting and good to boy, that's a that's a excellent movie. <laughs> It's just very well thought out yeah. from start to finish. And yeah. you appreciate all the little touches and the character builds and to see someone like, uh, uh you know, Elon Musk mm-hmm. left to his own devices to, to build and tinker. You know, it's the worst aspects of Tony Stark. When you have all the money in the world and you just create yourself like sex robots yeah. type of thing and make them ever more advanced and interactive as you're trying to. Work out AI, but your self-contained world. So mm-hmm. all you're missing is a release every once in again. So you yeah. can build yourself that. Like wow, that's that's sadly true. There's a lot of moments like that in the movie that ring of truth.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Just became well, upon finishing and be like, well, that's one of the best from this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if it. a director knows that once they're done editing, and you're like, that's it's gonna be tough for people to top that one this year. Not in any kind of hubris way. Like a genuine, through no fault of my own, we just all work so beautifully together. That's that's good movie making.
0: <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it.
1: <laughs> it. Had to have. When they're yeah. at the top of their game, you're telling yeah. me Spielberg hasn't, like when he was doing Schindler's List and he got to the end, he's like, that's, that's as good as I could ever do. That's one of the best movies I'll ever make. Mamma
0: Mia, that's a movie. I uh,
1: i it had to have happened. <laughs> and then there are other guys that, uh, boy, they succeed in one way or another, like James Cameron. Yeah. I don't know how he walks out of a movie knowing if it's going to be great or not.
0: Yeah. It's a good question.
1: Uh, um, just like avatar now is so big. How do you have any concept of what the fuck you're editing here, but where it's landing when you're trying to map out this many stories. Yeah. If we ever see it. Right exactly
0: if we ever see it it's
1: a great yeah. question <laughs> at this point i i'm not sure if it's ever going to happen
0: yeah. yeah yeah um all right so then we're at your two? two my two is blade runner they're bioengineered humans so those are uh, robots dude those are replicants those are robots i don't um, think
1: they have any like metal parts I think it's a bio I looked they it have up super on superhuman
0: strength. They have superhuman strength.
1: Yeah, by bio by engineering their genetic code. Hold on. I believe that's what I looked it up on. That. It's like they are bio humans. I'm
0: like, okay, well they're I think human. Think you looked then. it up on mattnostisalwaysright.com. always and I don't, uh, I don't I don't know I, I, I don't not. go to that site.
1: Well then that's called Google and thank you. <laughs> because that's the only place I looked. I don't have some spe- I wish I did. Uh, where I have, like, I can debunk any conspiracy theory or give them evidence. Actually, this dude is right. Oh. The Earth is trapezoidal.
0: Genetically engineered humans known as replicants, which which aren't actually robots, but they are artificial people.
1: See, I don't even know what that means, but they're not... They're bioengineered, so they're... So what? They manipulated
0: their genetic code? Genetically engineered, bioenhanced, with paraphysical capabilities.
1: Yeah, so maybe they have, like, implants, kind of like the...
0: The uh, human
1: woman in uh, right. the Dark Fate. All right. All right. Anyway, so how was Google.com, a.k.a. Matt Knows <laughs> is Always Right.com? It's pretty right, right?
0: <laughs> it's, Wait, Screen Rant says replicants are robots.
1: Yeah, well, Screen Rant also got busted for heroin. So, I, don't, I don't recall that you like. don't? Yeah, well, they paid to get that scrubbed off the internet, but go to... <laughs> is <laughs> always right.com you might want to go to the actual
0: url on that one the though the preamble in blade runner this is from screen rant though the plan the preamble in blade runner explained that replicants were created as a culmination of advanced robotics and genetic engineering advanced robotics they can't be compared to the androids in ridley scott's alien franchise ash and bishop were full of tubing wiring and microchip processors whereas Scott wanted Roy and Batty, Roy Batty and Pris to be full of organic tissue. Yeah. In essence, they needed to appear grown in a lab, not fabricated in a machine shop. Um, so all point to they ain't robots. Oh, in Philip K. Dick's novel, the replicants that doesn't count. are described in much more robotic terms.
1: Sure, but as you just said, you know Townsend's inspiration was not mm. the movie they made. Right, right. So, just because you were inspired or took it from somewhere else, what we saw... Well, I'm still going to put it on my list. So. That's that's fine. Yeah. Okay. This is where I wish we had that bet on top of the bet, because I would <laughs> use my veto just to be an asshole. But not today, friend. Not today.
0: Not today, friend oh, No. <laughs> no Blade Runner, no dice. Oh, <laughs> man. You fucking... You've ruined Charles Bronson for me. I was watching um No, <laughs> did I tell you I was watching Magnificent 7 the other day on cuz it's free on YouTube in 4K, which is cool. So you don't have to watch ads with it? Nope, not at all. It's free, totally free the hey, whole time. By
1: the way, you could sign up for a YouTube uh premium right now. You can get a month, one month trial. I'm sorry. I log on every day and get that twice even if I've been on the site. Hey, did you want to try the trial? I've been clicking no on that since the pandemic started nothing's changed
0: i've had youtube premium for three years
1: if you enjoy that i have I other
0: do. ways to spend my money i fair uh, i it's because of the karate kid show or the whatever cobra kai, cobra show. kai? it's on netflix that, now that got me to do the ten dollar but then i also like to watch music videos or listen to music and not have to deal with fucking ads so it's worth it it's worth the 10 bucks yeah, each their own sure yeah it's worth it for me um because i'm on it a lot um all right so where are we off to um you choosing
1: another movie to replace <laughs> Blade Runner, I believe. No, we're my number one T two, which is your okay. Go ahead. Oh, that was your three? It was my three, yes. Uh it's T two. Okay. Yeah. You know, we did see? later on see where the robots were made, but up until that point, like your argument earlier, who made yeah. the Transformers. Well, I, I didn't know Skynet made the robots, but I don't even know what that means. It's just been told to me, so I have to visualize what it is. It uh But yeah, I mean,
0: the perfect... You know what? All right. I will take Blade Runner off. And I think I'll agree with your Bumblebee choice and put that at four. Oh, all right. So, um, yeah. Because, I mean, I got to have a Transformers movie. that we've had the conversation. Um, But yeah, so go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to kind of clarify.
1: No, I just teach you. If you're going to make an android with you know living tissue over a metal exoskeleton yeah I, that's the greatest casting mm-hmm. in the history the fact that schwarzenegger went, originally went in and read for michael Bean's role
0: mm-hmm. oh, and they didn't right. give
1: it to him yeah and cameron was like i think you'd be good you'd be excellent as this type yeah. of thing uh that i've seen in interviews where he tried to like uh tell Cameron, why, why are we doing it like this? Or he was given a suggestion. I think mm-hmm. that that's what it was. He saw something in the script and he's like, I don't think a robot would say it like this. What about this? And there yeah. was no uh, contraction. There was a contraction originally in the script and it was like a robot wouldn't say can't, he would say cannot And you're like, kind of, yeah, it would just be, you probably you don't want to program in contractions and, and right. what, uh, why just get to the point and they're just adding in the puzzle pieces. It's not a living organism a language mm-hmm. to them it's just a sequence of code yeah uh but it just it, in t2 when he cuts his arm back and then pulls the skin to expose the exoskeleton that's and you're awesome. like that's why you gotta have that musculature because you still need a beefy you know metal frame underneath that has to yeah. look like you expect the terminator to look at this point
0: yeah Agreed. Uh,
1: but yeah, it's t2 it's come up on many a list yeah so. yeah yeah
0: yeah all right. Well, there's our uh, separate lists with the one adjustment um, of our uh, top 10 films about robots. And we're now going to combine the list into a final list, and that'll be officially our list. Um, uh, by the way, I cannot do the bongos this time around. Uh, as we're recording this, my girlfriend is in an interview, and I don't want to unsettle her with the sounds of bongos. Uh, so I apologize to you, Matt, and to the listeners that there will be no bongos this time around.
1: All right. This is what I've got. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. X Machina because it's a 1-2.
0: Yes. Yes. T2
1: because it's a 1-3. Okay. Okay. Uh, Where do you have Iron Giant again? Uh, six. So that's a 2-6. Okay. So Bumblebee would rate higher than that. So I'd say Bumblebee than Iron okay. Giant. Okay
0: um and then after that i don't know we both have big hero six we do have it it's a little lower on the list but right now where would it land five five i'm cool which i have it at seven where you have eight eight yeah do you want to wait okay Ah, screw it let's put it on okay all right
1: big hero six there we go all right so we got six all the way down and we have wally in common yes we do uh would you like it to go next sure Would you like to go next? Movie about robots. (laughs) They asked me to be in Westworld. They said, no, no dice. He's already too robotic. (laughs) (laughs) too hard to believe. See right through my lack of acting skills. No way. (laughs) Hey,
0: hey, hey. (laughs) Now you're going too far. Now you're going too far. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I will ruin my girlfriend's interview by yelling at you. Um, (laughs) What's your next highest? Uh, T2 alien, alien at three. Alien, it is okay. Next highest. Ghost I am in- gonna
1: go ahead and take short circuit out of the mix at five for me oh, just okay. because okay. of the rightful thing five. that I forgot about.
0: Ghost in the shell. That's my five. All right, ghost in the shell. Cool. I have my six, the matrix. Okay, I do not. I have my six was taken already, so knock yourself out.
1: All right, and then uh, I have my eight,
0: and that is it. Mm. We put Wally on the list. We put Big uh-huh. Hero on the six. Oh yeah, so yeah, I'm good. Go ahead. Um, all right, so then it is Return of the Jedi.
1: Jedi. I right, good to go. Okay.
0: All right, cool. The top ten movies about robots. Yeah.
1: At number ten, The Return of the Jedi.
0: At number nine, The Matrix. At number eight, Ghost in the Shell. At number seven, Alien. At number six, Wally. At number five, Big Hero Six. At number four, the Iron Giant. At number three, Bumblebee. At number two, T two. And our number one movie about a robot is is Ex Machina. No, you tricky robot, I'd have you spayed um all right there you go there's our top 10 movies about robots thank you all so much for listening to us hopefully we talked about um one of those films that you thoroughly enjoyed and you love about robots um and let us know if any of the movies that we talked about didn't that you wanted us to talk about didn't uh, make our list so you know we're always open to hearing new possible not possibilities for our list and exploring them so thank you very much matt yeah, anything it to, say? to hear it. yeah uh
1: so hit us up um on Twitter, let us know. It's a, at top10show, all spelled out. Otherwise, you can go to Instagram or YouTube, and it's forward slash the Top 10 podcast with the number 10. So please let us know. We'll make your list. If the, Do you agree with our arguments for or against any right. of these movies making the list or not making the list? Yeah. Uh, but that's how we settled upon it. And um, if you could uh, follow me at Mad Nost or check out Settle the Score. Just had probably the most... Handsome guy from the Schmodown on, on last week's <laughs> show. Like crushingly handsome. You know Thank what I you. mean? Thank you. Um, Yeah, you whenever talking? fans yeah. do the, hey, here's casting the Schmodown, it's very flattering for you, and I'm <laughs> envious almost every time. What do you mean? Uh, what
0: do you mean? I, I get Gil Birmingham every single time. Uh, yeah, but he's got
1: those piercing eyes.
0: You don't think Sam Rockwell's a good choice? Come on. That's a I, good one. I guess he's like he I see things. it and don't.
1: Oh, really? We don't have uh, yeah. Wow. I, I, but I, I stare at this face every day, so I don't see it as others see it. Yeah. I, I realize I've been blinded to the beauty after so <laughs> many years. <laughs> I wish I believed that, you know what I mean? i wish i had that kind of self-esteem you know like miles teller (laughs) oh god uh, yes That dude thinks he is god's gift oh yeah i read an interview where they just point blank asked him do you think you're handsome and i wish i could have been in the room because it would (laughs) have been like fuck yes like how dare you that's how the answer read to me now it could be me projecting but he full on Supported his argument of he is one of the most <laughs> handsome men in Hollywood. Ergo, he's one of the most handsome men in the world.
0: <laughs> Article our editor's note. At this point, Miles Teller let out a duh for uh, exactly. three
1: <laughs> Suddenly, I realized his uh, fly was Velcro and it was fully engorged. Just, sir, you need to put that away. This interview is
0: over. <laughs> this is inappropriate. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Exactly.
1: Uh, <laughs> you might want to Milton Berle that a little bit better and pull out some more to win because so so far, frankly, I'm not that impressed. That's the reference for our seventy year old listener. <laughs> yep. It's the one that everybody makes to that's where you know pulling out just enough to win came from Uncle Milty.
0: Oh there it is. Perfect.
1: <laughs> there are others you could update it with over the years that you heard. You know, Scotty Pippen. I've sure. heard he's I'm uh, sure. Oh, um, not enough to win. Oh, really? This sparked a thought? (laughs) Okay.
0: I I know we got to wrap up the show, but like, uh, you know, we did settle the scores when we first got the news. You've had a few days. Any thoughts on the passing of Norm McDonald that Uh, you want to kind of know? Anything? I I don't want to put you on the spot. Yeah, but what can I say
1: that anyone else,
0: if you're a fan of him, say you're mad.
1: Yeah, 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 but I'm saying if you're a fan of Norm Mm. and you like the humor, because I know some people uh, that don't because of his style be like i hmm. to watch his mind you can see the wheels spin especially when he's got the bead on a joke and he can't wait to land the punchline. line he doesn't oh, care yeah. how long it takes to get there and how uncomfortable it makes you he is pleased as punch <laughs> with this it's a look that you love i love to see i love yeah. to see any person that does that because they're so pleased with themselves and it's not an uh i'm so much better than you it's just like i'm really cracking myself up on the inside i can't wait to share this with you <laughs> But I am going to meander for another 15 seconds and make you wait for it. <laughs> the moth joke alone, Matt. Oh, yeah, sure. He, had, he did that. He had a habit of doing that on Conan. Oh, God, those were great. Uh, towards the end there with just these <laughs> pointless and then a shot out of nowhere, sometimes at Andy's expense. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but, yeah, just to watch him. Yeah. He's got one of the best moments from uh, comedians and cars getting coffee.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: With the Cosby.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: Patton Oswald said he was he was most upset by the hypocrisy. I wasn't, and the Jerry's like, "Why? What's the most upsetting thing?" I think it's the rape. It's got to be the rape, right? They're <laughs> like, "Yeah, yeah," but that would—I would have died. Um, because I'm just thinking about Patton's statement. Yeah, overall, <laughs> everything—just the, the the most upsetting thing is the hypocrisy. I'm not pretty sure it's the rape. <laughs> that's that's great i'm sure
0: Patton was like
1: motherfucker yeah he's the (laughs) ultimate uh comics comic in that yeah there had to be nights when he started where nobody was laughing but the comics in the back
0: oh probably
1: i've known a couple of those guys and when an audience gets them yeah as they do it more they figure out how they can present themselves better right but early on there's a guy i know that now he's exceedingly consistent but before it's like you had to get the right audience but when the right audience was there nobody could touch what he did wow yeah and you could see it it was a great feeling because you're dying every week watching him Mm -hmm, in the back watching two three four sets a week of his going fuck they don't they didn't get that reference they didn't get this it's too dark it's too dirty and then the one audience that does you are like this is magic yeah uh yeah, to come up with him and watch him. But I'm I'm sure you'll miss him uh, as well if you like the yeah. humor and anybody yeah. listening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, dude, he's one of those rare guys that came out of SNL and um, never really had a massive hit afterwards, but had always stayed in the public consciousness, you know, yeah. for whatever reason. I mean, he had his TV show that went on for two seasons. He had his talk show on Netflix, but he never, like, had the big show, you know, that he got, could have gotten – and because he's he's not that kind of comic, they probably would have, you know what I'm saying? And so to see that he still was someone that people look, and he was about to perform in November at that concert in New York, the benefit concert. So even with ten years of cancer, he was still like fucking doing it, yeah, and showing up. And, and nobody knew could. either, yeah, nobody knew. And nobody but that knew. explains, like, when you go back and watch some of his clips from that show he does, the radio show, there's a there, you can see he kind of like uh, meanders a little bit and you wonder if maybe it could that's be the a chemo. little chemo cancel yeah the chemo and stuff so now i can look at it in a different having you know, a foggy world. day yeah. yeah
1: yeah or it's like impressive it was- that you're still slogging through all of this depending exactly. on where you're at in the course of treatment
0: right right so yeah but you know it always sucks when a comic goes man cuz there's a little bit less laughter in the world and that sucks but
1: yeah i you know, just
0: think someone just so distinct yeah right,
1: right. Uh, that's that's where it's going to be yeah. felt the most because there's a lot of the same
0: yeah true very true yeah. just like um, know, I guess. All right. well just wanted to get matt's thoughts on it uh, but thank you matt and uh thanks everyone for listening as matt said and you can follow me at the roca says on twitter and on instagram and head on over on our youtube channel youtube.com slash john roca says we're out of here take care of yourselves be well and uh, we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of the top 10 Ooh.